Hey there, welcome to our podcast. Pastors Todd and Mary have a message for you this week that they believe will inspire hope, unleash potential, and change your life. Make sure to subscribe to get a new one every week. Enjoy. Happy fall, everybody. Welcome to Church Unleashed. My name is Pastor Todd Bishop, and my wife and I are the lead pastors of this incredible church. If you're a first-time guest, we are so grateful that you are here today. Make sure you go by the Welcome Center just so we can give you a free gift, just our way to say thank you for being part of Church Unleashed today. Today is a special day. It's a special day because it's Worship and Communion Sunday. For the last few minutes, you've been singing praise to God. You've been raising your voice in song and music to the one who created your life. I'm sitting here right now in Blydenburg Park in Smithtown, and it's such a beautiful place. It reminds me of the great majesty and the creativity of our God. Your life is not an accident. God is hand-painting your life together. Nothing in life is an accident, not even pain, not even tragedy not even lost. God uses everything for his glory and your good. Somehow God causes things to work for good. But if you just look at where you're at, it may not seem good. But if you look at where God wants to take you, you're going to see God's goodness and favor because God's goodness isn't seen in a sprint. It's seen in the marathon of life. And God wants to show up and show off in your life. Think about What the disciples did not think was good was the death of Jesus Christ. He was the one who came and led them and gave them purpose, and yet here his life was about to be taken away. Paul the Apostle writes about the Lord's Supper. Jesus met with his disciples the night that he was betrayed by Judas. Jesus met with them, and Paul's writing about this, and he's he's teaching in 1 Corinthians 11. He says this, But in the following instructions, I cannot praise you. Now that's interesting, isn't it? The Apostle Paul says, hey, you've been doing good in a lot of things, but I can't praise you on this. For it sounds as if more harm than good is done when you meet together. We've got to be so cautious that when we're together, we recognize there is a bigger purpose than just us being in the same building or space. He says this, first, I hear there there are divisions among you when you meet as a church. In other words, there's this group over here and that group over there and this clique doing this and that clique doing that. And he says, but of course there must be divisions among you so that you who have God's approval will be recognized. Now, this is very interesting. The apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he's saying, hey, there's going to be division in the church because there is the true church and the not so true church. He says this, when you meet together, you're not really interested in the Lord's Supper. The reality is the Lord's Supper is a pivotal part of the Christian experience. It's something that reminds us and actually recalibrates us. And that's what I want to talk for a few moments about today. He goes on to say, and this is Paul, he says, For I pass on to you that which I've received from the Lord himself. Everybody say the Lord himself. Instead of receiving it from the Lord himself, he said, On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, And he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Now think about that. I mean, he's basically saying the bread that is broken is to remember Christ. To remember what Jesus has done 
in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but I look back on my life and I'm incredibly blessed. Yes, this has been a difficult year. I lost my dad earlier this year. I now lost my mom. But I could say, man, when I look at the faithfulness and the favor and the blessings of God, God has still been good to me. I, I look at him and I say, God, you've been good. He says, he broke it into pieces and he said, this body is given for you. Now, I want you to focus on that word given. The body of Jesus was given for you. In other words, it was offered for you. He didn't do it because he had to do it. Jesus offered his body because he wanted to do it. He said, remember me. They said in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement, listen to this, confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Notice what Jesus is doing. Jesus is in a dinner with his disciples. He is actually sharing supper with those who are close to him. And in the middle of dinner, he has this teachable moment. And he says, hey, this bread, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of my body, which is gonna be offered up for you. He's talking about his death. He's talking about the crucifixion. And he's saying, hey, my body is about to go through what no human body should ever go through. It says his body, remember me as you remember this bread. And he said, this cup of wine, Remember, this is symbolic of my blood, which is given for the forgiveness of your sins. And he said this, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. Just think about that, Church Unleashed. He said, every time you participate in communion, you are remembering, but you're not just remembering, you're announcing. Communion is not just about looking back, it is about looking forward. It's about celebrating God's goodness and God's favor. Let me ask you, has God been good to you? I mean, really think about it. Has God been good to you? Communion is a celebration of the goodness of God. Now remember, not everything is good. What Jesus went through on the cross was not good. We call it Good Friday, but it wasn't good until Easter Sunday. Communion itself is an opportunity for each one of us to look within our hearts and say, God, you have been good to me. May I go through is good, but God, I know this one thing, you have been good. He says, every time you get together, every time you assemble, when you eat this bread and this wine, the symbols of his body and his blood, when you do that, you are announcing the Lord's death. So today, in a few moments, we're gonna participate in the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion, and you are gonna announce the Lord's death. Why is it important to announce the Lord's death? Because you can't have a resurrection without first a death. When you announce the Lord's death, we already know what happens on Easter Sunday, but we need to remind the world through Lord, the Lord's Supper, through Holy Communion, that the Lord's death is real, that something supernatural happened. The Bible says this, when Jesus died, the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. In other words, it was saying that, hey, everyone now has access to God. Everyone has access to Jesus. And then he says this, very interesting. He says, so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of Jesus. That is why you should examine yourself 
before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you're eating and drinking God's judgment on yourself. Paul says, examine yourself. Look within yourself. Now, I want you to look deep within yourself right now. And I want you to ask yourself, in a moment when you receive the Lord's Supper, when you partake of Holy Communion, are you doing it with great honor? Is it habit or is it heart? Is it passion or is it just presence? I'm here, so I got to do this. The reality is each one of us have to make a decision. How are you going to receive the Lord's Supper today? Are you going to receive it just because you have to? Or are you going to receive it because you get to? You get to remember, you get to recalibrate, and you get to celebrate the goodness and the favor of God in your life. Let's read that scripture again. It says this, that is why you should examine yourself. Notice it doesn't say examine somebody else. It doesn't say examine your spouse or examine your neighbor or examine the pastor or examine someone who's on the platform. It says examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. You've got to look inside. See, the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, is not just about remembering what Christ did. That's the primary, but it's also about recalibrating your life. It's about realigning your life with the purposes and the plans of God. He says, examine yourself. In other words, look within. Ask yourself, are the things I'm thinking, the words I'm speaking, uh, the actions I'm taking, the, the direction I'm going, is this the direction God has for my life? You've got to examine yourself. So look within. I think communion is really about looking up, looking within, and looking ahead. Let me say it again. It's about looking up, looking within, and looking ahead. Somebody needs to write that down. Communion is about looking up, looking within, and looking ahead. Looking up to Jesus, looking within yourself to see if there's something in there that not, is not right, and then looking ahead to your potential with Jesus Christ. He says this, hey, make sure that you examine yourselves. See, if you examine yourselves, you're not judged by God in this way. In other words, you're not judged by a, a harsh, strict standard. You're judged by the relationship you have with Christ. The scripture says this, you are the righteousness of God in and through the person called Jesus. Well, I'm not righteous. I, I think these things, wait, righteousness is about right standing. It's about you in right standing with God. You cannot be righteous on your own. That's why you have to look within and remind yourself, I'm looking up, I'm looking within, and I am looking ahead. Paul, writing about this subject of Holy Communion, finishes with this. He said, so dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other. Notice what it says, wait for each other. In other words, you can't do communion by yourself. You cannot commune, do communion without a union. You need the unity of the body of Christ. You need the union of God's people. So you wait till you're assembled. You wait till Sunday. You wait till a service celebration. And say, hey, we're not doing this thing alone. Holy communion, the Lord's Supper, is about you recognizing you're a part of something bigger. You're a part of the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus. He said, wait for each other. If you're really hungry, eat at home. In other words, you gotta be willing to wait. And then he goes on to say, I'll give you instructions about all the other things. Think about this, the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, is about you reflecting or remembering 
what Christ has done for you. It is about you also recalibrating your life, examining yourself. How do you do those two things? You look up, you look within, and you look ahead. You look up to Jesus, who paid the ultimate price for your sins and my sins. You look within to your deficiencies and realize I've got to examine myself. And you look ahead to the potential and plans and purposes that God has for your life. Holy Communion is much more than just an event. It's supposed to be an experience and an encounter. It's an experience with God's people and it's an encounter with the living God. Let me say that again. It's an experience and an encounter. It's an experience with God's people, but it is an encounter with God. Communion is about us remembering what Jesus did on the night he was betrayed, betrayed by Judas, sent to a criminal's cross to be crucified, beaten, and die for your sins and my sins. That's what you're remembering. You're not remembering a cute little Jesus with no blood hanging on a cross. You're remembering a crucified Savior and Lord who bled out for you. His body, it experienced all the pain, all the overwhelm, so that you wouldn't have to go through it alone. His blood is guarantee your for, for your forgiveness of your sins. It's the blood of Jesus. Now I sit out here in nature and I think, look at the handiwork of God. Look at what God creates. And he created it with just a spoken word. He said, let there be, and there was. All the expanse of what we see in this world was handcrafted by God. And not just that, what you discover, God not only handcrafted this world, he handcrafted his plan of salvation for every single person. The Bible says this, before the foundation of the world, before any of this was created, the lamb was slain. For who? For you. Maybe you're here today. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You're here on this Sunday and you're wondering, what in the world are we doing at the Blydenburg Park in Smithtown? Here's what we're doing. We're remembering the Lord Jesus. We're also taking an opportunity to recalibrate our lives. Maybe you don't have that relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're not remembering Jesus, but maybe you're being introduced to Jesus for the very first time. Let me make a proper introduction. Jesus, fully God, fully man, was born of a virgin named Mary that first Christmas morning. He led a sinless life. He collected a group of ragtag followers so that he could travel within 30 miles of his home preaching the love of God. He demonstrated that to people. People followed him. Thousands and thousands would gather and listen to his teachings in places just like this. Right next to lakes, right on hillsides, they would listen to the teachings of Jesus. They were enamored by this man who was not just man, but he was Messiah. He was the one the world was looking for, the hope of the world contained in this one person named Jesus. They followed him. He made his entrance into Jerusalem. He's hailed as king. Now, Jesus wasn't coming to establish an earthly kingdom, but they hailed as, as, as king. They laid out palm branches before him, and ultimately, the people that hailed him that day were the same people that wanted him nailed another day. Isn't it amazing how people, you could be a hero to one day, but you're a zero to the next day. 
Jesus was then accused of false things and he was charged, he was, he was found guilty and executed for being the son of God. After execution on the cross, three days later, he rose from the dead. He died on the cross for you. That's right, for you. For every single person ever created or would be created on the planet, Jesus died for you. It's powerful, but he didn't just die for you. He also rose from the dead for you. That's a simple introduction to this person called Jesus. Now, why did he do all that? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. God created the world, but God also wants to create a new way for you. If you don't know Jesus, today's your day to repent of your sins and make him your Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want to ask you to do something bold. Would you all close your eyes for a minute? In this moment, would you close your eyes? And I want you, remember, it's look up to Jesus, look within to examine yourself, and look forward to your potential. Before you look forward, you got to look within. You've already looked up in the last few moments. Now look within. Are you in a right relationship with Jesus? If not, this is your moment. I'm going to ask you on the count of three, if you're ready to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand really high. One, two, three. Go ahead, put it up right now. Put it up wherever you're seated today. Put it up right now. This is a holy moment. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're in the building. Hey, this is a moment right now for you to experience God in a way you've never experienced him before. This is your moment. Now you can put those hands down. Would you say this prayer with me? Can we all pray this prayer together to celebrate those who are making this declaration for the first time? Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins, to be my Lord and my Savior. Today, I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody, let's celebrate. People at home and in the building have made a decision for Jesus. It's the best decision you could ever make in your life. Come on, Church Unleashed, let's celebrate. Celebrate all those decisions today that are being made. Come on now. This is why we do what we do. Man, we're so proud of you guys. Thank you so much for being so honest with us today. Hey, you know, um, this subject of communion that we've been talking about today now is available for everyone in the building because the only people that can participate in Holy Communion are those who've surrendered their lives to Jesus. So think about this. Every single person now in this room has had an opportunity. That means communion is available for you to look up to Jesus, to look within, you've examined yourself, and now communion is gonna help you look forward to your potential to look ahead. That's the beauty and the power of communion. It's not just about remembering what Jesus, yes, that is the priority, remembering what he did, but it's also about recalibrating your life so you can have access to your destiny. When you walked in today, you should have received communion elements. Would you go ahead and pull those out right now? And if you didn't, would you go ahead and raise your hand where you are? One of our guest relations team members will make their way to you and they'll give you some communion elements. Just go ahead, put your hand up. We don't wanna miss anybody today because the Bible said we should wait for everybody to do communion together. So go ahead, come on guest relations, get to them. Let's make sure everyone 
is served today. Awesome. So now think about this. Think about the scripture that we taught on today. We taught on this scripture, but now we're actually going to do this scripture. The scripture was about us looking up to Jesus, the one who paid the ultimate price, looking within to examine ourselves so we can look ahead to the potential God has for us. Now let's rewind. The scripture said this, on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. So if you'd pull away that first layer of cellophane right now and you'll pull out that wafer, would you do that right now? He took that bread and he gave thanks. Can you take about 15 seconds right now and give thanks to Jesus? Come on. Your words, give thanks to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your salvation. Thank you for the hope. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done in my life. Come on, give him some thanks. He gave thanks and he said, this is my body, which has been broken for you. Do this to remember me. Here's the look up. Do this to remember me. Give thanks and now partake. Go ahead and partake. Then he took the cup and Jesus said this, he said, this is the blood of a new covenant given for the forgiveness or the redemption of your sins. Whenever you get together, do this to remember me. When you receive Holy Communion, you're once again, the blood of Jesus reminds you, it's not about you, it's all about him. It's not about what you've done wrong, it's about what God has done right. He removes all the wrongness from your life and replaces it with all the rightness. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God in and through a person called Christ Jesus. How is that made possible? Through the blood of Jesus. It says whenever you get together, remember me and drink this cup. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of what Jesus has done. Would you give thanks for the forgiveness of Jesus right now? Go ahead, come on. Some of you, you've been forgiven of some pretty major things. Give God thanks right now. Some of you, it may seem petty, give God thanks. All sins need the forgiveness of a savior. So ask him right now, God, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you've forgiven me of this. Thank you, God, that you've restored my life. Thank you, God, that you've offered me new hope forever because of your blood. Thank you, Jesus. And when you're done giving thanks, would you go ahead and partake? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. God is so good. Church Unleashed, hear me today. The blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Christ, Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper is not something that we should take lightly, but it's something that should cause us to do three things. To look up to Jesus because of what he's done. To look within, to examine ourselves, and to look ahead to the destiny and the purpose God has for us. So Father God, I pray for every person at Church Unleashed today. I pray, Father, you'd help us to live our lives looking up, looking within, and looking ahead. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.